0: Hi and welcome to episode 19 of the Next Dimension Podcast. Your new podcast, it's all about VR and also quite a bit of AR soon. So today I'm really happy because we have a very special episode today. Today with us here is Andy Deininger, the developer of VR Skater. Andy, how are you doing? Hi, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So much looking forward to hear all about your new game and what it means to yeah, to make a VR game. So that is going to be a super interesting. VR Skater out since 30th of April, right, Andy?
1: Yes, 30th of April early access alpha release. So it's in still in an early stage of development. Okay.
0: All right. Yeah, I played it today and even it's early, it's already so much fun. So, wow. I'm looking forward to ask you a lot of questions. And for all the audience who is watching this right now, also please get your questions ready for Andy. It's so cool to have an actual VR game developer here and yeah. Andy, from your beautiful accent, I suppose you are also from Germany.
1: <laughs> yes. From Germany, straight from Bavaria.
0: Oh, yeah. All right. Okay, cool. Very nice. So we okay, are... Sorry, Franconia.
1: Um, the people from Franconia want me to say that I'm from Franconia, <laughs> Northern Bavaria. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Uh, they, I think that's okay. <laughs> cool. Perfect, Andy. So much looking forward to get
0: to know you better and to talk about VR Skater. Also, here with us today is Steve, our VR Flight Sim guy. Steve, how are you doing today?
2: I'm very well, thanks, Sebastian. It's great to be here again and uh, just uh, representing Great Britain. <laughs>
0: uh, all <laughs> to, to right. Oh, yeah. Two to one today. <laughs> great Britain. Yeah, fantastic. So, Steve has this amazing channel. It's called VR Flight Sim Guy. He is the VR Flight Sim Guy. And for all of you out there who have not yet subscribed to his channel, please do so now. Click on the link down in the description of this video. And also, if you want to check out VR Skater, the link is also down in the description of this video. So definitely, it seems like it's worth it to look down under this video. There's lots of things going on. Yeah. Did you find it, Andy?
1: (laughs) I bought a copy. <laughs> yeah. All right, perfect.
0: Yep. Also here with me, Sebastian Ank. I'm um I'm a founder of MRTV TV and the host of this show, the Next Dimension Podcast. And I'm also doing well, looking forward to today's show. I'm sure it's going to be a very exciting one. And yeah, cheers. Cheers to all the people out there and cheers to Andy. Cheers. Cheers. See my beer yet? Where's I'll your tent? No, you... I'm
2: waiting for it. Where's your dad beverage? Downstairs. She's supposed to be uh, bringing it up to me, so I she'll hear me <laughs> <laughs> pleading for some beer, please.
0: Okay, pleading, please, please, get it to him, get it to him. <laughs> Yeah, so for all of you out there who don't know the Next Dimension podcast yet, this is a podcast that is all about VR and AR and it's live streamed every Saturday here on TV at 9pm Berlin time, 8pm London, noon in San Francisco and 3pm in New York City. And you can not just watch it, you can also listen to it on, uh, on iTunes, on Spotify on Alexa, on Google, everywhere where you can find podcasts. You can find this podcast. And if you enjoy this podcast, you can do one thing. And I would be very grateful if you would do that. Get your iPhone out or your iPad. Yeah, here, exactly. (laughs) And um, go to the podcast app. Find uh, the Next Dimension podcast and give us a five-star review. That would really, really help us. And um, yeah, we are on the way to 100 reviews. So if you enjoy this podcast, please help us with this. So today we have a special talk about being a VR developer and what it means. So this is, of course, going to be uh, the the, the most important of today's show. It's going to be more in the second part, though. In the first part, we're still going to talk about some current topics. So we're going to talk about a bit of uh, like AR today. There's the the release of the of um, this device here, the NREAL here in Germany and soon in other Western countries like the US. Then we're going to talk about Campfire, which is an AR headset for business. And then we're going to start with some VR topics, HTC, like teasing their, um, their, their um, standalone headset again. We're going to talk about um, SideQuest, we're going to talk Facebook, acquiring Onward, lots of exciting topics. But before we do that, we're oh. going to talk about our weeks, and oh. I would like to start with Andy. <clears throat> oh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, my week—it <laughs> was.
1: Um, I can't. I can't remember. <laughs> really? Wow. Um, oh, it must have been good. It must have been really good. <laughs> I think it was pretty exhausting um, preparing the release and fixing bugs and getting everything. Um, onto Steam, and uh, I, I really can't remember. <laughs> wow, uh, man, you're living life, man. <laughs> uh, making promotion and um, do some legal stuff and right. writing emails all the time. All of them. The, I, now I remember um, passing <laughs> keys around right. and answering uh, emails from YouTubers. Okay, okay, uh, that sounds good. This sounds good. So. Um,
0: Let's get to know you a bit, because that's normally the perfect time to get to know you. So, you are Andy. you are the developer of a VR skater, and um, you are a game developer. That's your main job, right?
1: I think you can call me game developer. I, I for myself, say game designer or or, game developer. I think that's good. Um, But I do everything else, too. Production and the legal stuff, and um, you yeah, know, but I don't do the 3D work, no 3D art that it's done by my colleague Max. He's, he's in the chat also. Okay, props to the skater crew, <laughs> and also a lot of VR skaters are here. Also, yeah, too, great, see? great. <laughs> and yes, I started developing VR um back in I think 2016. Yeah, yeah, I can remember for Daydream, right. Yeah, I started with Daydream, and I bought for my last money. I bought a HTC Vive (laughs) and a PC because I was a Mac guy at the moment, at this moment. And yeah, I just I always want to create content, and then I started to develop VR, and that's the story. (laughs) Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's that's a cool story. That's a good story. We're going to get into all the details later when we are just going to talk about VR Skater, but that is already cool. So um, you are really the developer. You are really doing the Unity coding or is it Unity or what are you using? And you are the guy who's doing all the things.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's Unreal Engine. Um, I I built the first prototype and we have also a programmer. We are now three in the team, so it's me. the studio director i would say and it's a 3d artist and a programmer so what i do most of the time is rapid prototyping so i'm implementing new tricks or interactions and our coding guy make it clean and cool and okay. all the, the the game flow so
0: Right, yeah. right. Cool. Yeah, sounds very interesting. So it's a team of three, so not a huge team. It must be like very intense to make this game with three people and uh, yeah, now finally have it out. So how do you feel right now that the first people have played your game like, like uh, and the first YouTubers made videos about it? How does it feel right now for you?
1: Yeah, <laughs> it feels unreal. And, yeah, oh, I, I can't realize yeah. it. At the moment, yeah, what's ha- happening? You
0: made it to the next dimension podcast. Oh my yeah. goodness! <laughs> <laughs> and after I think
1: uh, two years of heavy development and no vacation and seven days a week, yeah, it's now so coming out of, of this silo now and <laughs> seeing your baby walk and grow, yeah, that's amazing. And skate, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I haven't realized it yet. Right. I think it was yesterday and today their new reviews now we sold. I think we sold a lot of copies. Oh, of and it, there are bad reviews and good reviews. Yeah. And yeah, you know, most of the time I take it personal, but I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't have to,
0: yeah. Nobody knows you until now.
1: <laughs> uh, no, it's it's exciting. It's amazing. It's great. Okay. Yeah, feels good. Feels wow. good.
0: Very nice. Very cool. So um other than um, uh, working on your game, probably you didn't have time to do anything else, right? You were just like, the last the last week was only about this. The last two years, you said,
1: every day was yeah. about
0: this game, right?
1: Oh, we had short breaks because um, we often ran out of budget and then we um, had to do business-to-business jobs, um, visualizations, architecture, visualization stuff. And yeah, uh, we went, we was... Often we were close to ruin, very often. And then we got the German state game development state support. There's a funding, a new funding in Germany now. And we figured it out to, to apply for oh, it. Man. And and we... are they working with YouTubers too? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's that's a amazing, lot man. of paperwork and yeah, bureaucracy. Of course. It was yeah really hard. It took us weeks. It's it's really complicated, but you made so it happen. I thought other people can do it, so I try.
0: Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Amazing that you did it. Congratulations, and now you can. Now it's out. And, um, yeah, now the I game's guess really, out.
2: So I was just thinking, I guess, really, this is the point where I would expect a developer to relax, but it's not like that, is it? I bet you're actually feeling quite nervous and quite sort of uncomfortable because now it's out there. Like you say, your baby's now learning to walk, and it's a strange feeling for you. So I can imagine that'd be quite, quite difficult, actually, even though... I'd imagine I'd be like, "Oh, I can relax now, let the, mo- the you know the money roll in."
1: But I suppose really, it's not like that, is it? <laughs> yeah, we we need to now the work begins yeah, because exactly. it's yeah. still in an early stage, and the weird thing is, last week I thought, "Okay, let's play it again," and I thought, "That's crap. <laughs> <What? It's... laughs> it sucks so much. Right? <laughs> Who wants to play this shit?" <laughs> well wow, man. I
0: love your open words here. Yeah, that's how we yeah. Germans roll. <laughs> the, yeah. yeah but that that um.
1: reminds
2: me so much of... Uh a completely different way of, I do a lot of recording and do uh, sort of uh, record bands and things and sometimes you know I'm so critical and you listen back to it and you think oh it's just rubbish I want to start all over again and you just got start doubting yourself a little bit and I guess that's where yeah. you are at the moment but no I mean I loved it I mean, we'll talk about it more later but I think it's an absolutely fabulous game It's. It, I had a, such a laugh in it it was really cool
0: same so here I, I think you are you have a winner there so <laughs> amazing but, we, but yes we're going to talk about that later yeah cool Andy, great. Perfect. Very nice to have you here. And I'm very much looking forward to ask you all the questions that I want to ask you. And all the people outside there now who are watching this, you can also think about questions that you want to ask Andy. So that's going to be the second part of this show today. Yeah. So, um, Steve, how's everything? Your adult it's, beverage has not arrived yet. What's it no, do? No, I've, I've got a <laughs> cup of tea. Oh, it's no. not in my oh, usual man
2: aircraft mug either. So I'm going to be having words, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm all good, thanks, Seb. Um, it's been a, not a really cool week for me. Um I haven't done masses of VR, but I've done a lot of real-world flying this week, actually, uh, which has been really nice. Um, I'm flying in a former RAF chipmunk, uh, which is a classic warbird. It's uh, just fantastic to be flying for real. And I think it really re- reminds me, funny enough, you know, when I'm flying for real how amazing it is in VR and how close we are now to sort of recreating, you know, the real life, I suppose. Um, I think the only thing I need now is some sort of your motion sensor rig. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I was really cool doing that quite a bit this week. Um,
0: how, is it, um, men- how, how hard is it to make, to, make the, to, to make this license to be able to fly?
2: Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not fl- I'm not flying myself. I'm just I'm in the back, you know, just okay. having a, having a go on the stick and just do, we did a few loops and things. But I mean, he, uh-huh. he you know, I, I was just in the back for the ride, to be honest. So, okay. <laughs> but it is it's expensive. I mean, you're talking of ten, fifteen grand for a. I think it's an NPPL license, which is you're restricted to the the UK. Uh, but it's totally worth it, really. I, I probably should do it, to be honest, at some point. But,
0: okay.
2: Uh, yeah. 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 It's cool.
0: I could yeah. fly over then to the MRTV headquarters. Oh man, that How would cool be amazing! It's 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 not so <laughs> far away. <laughs> it's not really. No, no, I mean like um like Dortmund, London. It's like one hour. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's, yeah. It's,
0: it's it's very it's very close.
2: I'm so gonna go come over and see you, Seb, and try all these headsets out. I can't. Oh wait. man,
0: yeah, you have to, and it's very cheap. You know, there's like very cheap. It costs like twenty euros or what from London to Dortmund.
2: That's
0: amazing, isn't it? Yeah. That's so cheap! Wow. Yeah, it is. It is. With uh, you know Ryanair and EasyJet, it's and they're both doing it. It's good. Uh, will you be able to start doing
2: it again, Seb, soon, uh, or is that still uh, dod, you know to locked
0: down? No, I think it's uh, you can do it again soon. Yeah, uh, that'll be great. Hope so, man.
2: <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, yeah definitely. Right. But um, but yeah, I suppose just a, a bit of a technical thing for some of you guys. Um, I have noticed recently, and I've got a video on my channel now that. Uh, there's been some huge windows mixed reality software updates oh,
1: really? and
2: this is yeah really exciting for me personally because uh, obviously you know i use vr in the most demanding way using flight sims and we you know we look if we get 20 frames per second even on like a, an rtx 3090 or something so it's it's really hard <laughs> to kind of like you know but i'm so happy to say that windows mixed reality have actually uh, updated their asynchronous time warp. So, you know, the motion. Projection. Oh yeah, right. Oculus used to be king for so long, but now Windows Mixed Reality, they, they can actually go down to a fourth frame to 22.5 frames per second. I know it's super geeky, but, <laughs> but this this is so important because okay. it means that now you can enjoy a, a smoother experience in a lot of really high demanding games. It's not perfect. I'm not going to say it's perfect for it. You know, it's still in beta, and it's quite wavy, and you do get a few artifacts. But of course, you are reprojecting about four frames, uh, which are kind of like uh, fake frames that your graphics card kind of like predicts ahead of It's, it's amazing technology, and it's been around mm. for ages, as we know. But Windows Mixed Reality have finally got to the point now where we are able to enjoy it. And it's, it's, look, it's really, really, it's been needed for so long. So yeah, I've been really excited about that. That's cool. Yeah, cool. Uh, and yeah, Airlink. I've been finally using Airlink, and it's so cool, isn't it? It's amazing. I was downstairs. I haven't even messed around with my router. I have no idea if it's the right type of router. I didn't even bother. I just literally tried it. And I was playing Saints and Sinners, and uh, I probably had one of the most intense sessions I've ever had in that uh, game, simply because the visual fidelity was there because I was using my powerful computer but I was still wireless and the whole thing is just it's, yeah, it's amazing good. isn't it it's so, so you, cool
0: so you have not you have not tried um virtual desktop before
2: I ne- and I've never tried virtual desktop so uh, for me this is a completely new experience okay yeah that, that's so, really good
0: yeah mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah um i mean virtual desktop is um, incredible i think it's it's got a lot of uh features in terms of you can really like mess around with your settings and things. So, so I've been told that I haven't tried it. But um, for me personally, the Air Link, it's very good. I just want to take one quickly thing as well, actually another technical thing. If people are struggling with the Air Link, if you're finding it really laggy and you've got an NVIDIA card, you need to make sure you uh, go to your Oculus diagnostic app. Um, hopefully, you know uh, most of you know where that is. But it's basically if you go to your Oculus folder, you've got a list of apps uh one of them is called diagnostic and if you change your bitrate setting to zero you actually get a really smooth much smoother experience in the airlink. if you are struggling i don't know if some of the people are struggling in the comments uh and once i changed that setting it was quite easy worked really well so yeah it's yeah. been a cool week really um and just exciting that Just these little updates, you know, the the really important performance updates uh, that Windows Mixed Reality are doing underneath the surface—they've had quite a few out recently. It's it's showing that I don't know. I think they're more committed to VR these days than they were. Yeah, (laughs) really?
0: I hope so. so,
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: Let's see. We need some more um, headsets. (laughs) We do. We do. But, but yeah, anyway,
2: uh, that'll. I think I'll, I've, I've got loads to say, but that will do for me for now, I think. So uh, I'll hand it over to Seb. What have you been up to this week? I've seen a bit of your Unreal uh, stuff on the, on right, the channel. Right,
0: right. Yeah, right. But um, I, also, I also checked out um, Air Link, finally. I have it now also on my headset on my Quest 2. And yeah, it works great. So I played um, Borderlands 2 VR on, on my um, Quest 2 wirelessly. Works perfectly. Yep, I think it is... Um, Pretty good software. So it's great for all the people who have a Quest 2 and who want to play wirelessly. So that worked really well. Other than that, yes, I was working on with the with the Unreal and uh, made a video about it, like my unboxing and first impressions video. We're going to talk about the Unreal in a moment which is out now here in Germany. Yeah, quite expensive, 799 euros, and you need a 1,000 euro um, phone, like ouch. (laughs) So, but anyways, it's cool, it's it's starting, right? It's somewhere, it has to start somewhere, this whole AR stuff, right? It is going to be very huge, and well, there's always like the first device, and uh, that is that. Other than that, I have played the against demo, this new um, um, VR rhythm game. that is, um, that is going to come out, which is like a mix between, I would say, Beat Saber and a Pistol Whip, probably. Um, but I must say, I'm I'm not so um, convinced at this moment in time, honestly speaking, because um, I, I didn't feel that I get into flow. You know, for me, like for the rhythm games, I want to get into a flow. I want to get into the rhythm and really feel the rhythm and it, it just gets automatic and it's amazing. But for this demo, I didn't feel that, honestly speaking, right? So let's see, let's see what the full game brings us. But just for this demo, I felt a bit like, okay, there is music, yes. But the things that I do, like slashing the enemies or shooting them, it has nothing to do with, with, uh, with the rhythm. I don't know. Have you tried the game, uh, Andy or um, Steve?
1: No, I haven't oh. tried the game. Right.
0: I, yeah, I, I literally tried
2: it about... For about 20 minutes, probably not even that, actually. Uh, I tr- quickly downloaded it because uh, there is a demo out at the moment, isn't there? Yeah, right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know what I'm like with, with uh, rhythm games and things anyway. I'm really lazy. I don't like moving too much. Uh, so I'm just like, but no, I actually, I quite enjoyed it. Only because it had quite a variety of different, like you had a sword and then you had a right, pistol. Right, yeah. That is
0: a good thing. Um, right, right. Yes. I
2: quite like that side of it. So, you know, yeah, like, been. Yeah,
0: Right.
2: is it pistol whip that, you know, you have to move? To make everything move, I, d- I don't like no, no, that no, no. personally. No, no, that's don't not the
1: on. game. That's not. I just game. watched a lot of videos, um, people playing this game. And what's interesting is that rhythm games are the pop, the genre for VR, like jump and runs back in, right. the, in the right. 90s. So right. that will come out so much more. <laughs> You're right. So many more. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It
2: reminded me a little bit of. Um, is it dead, dead and buried? Was it dead and buried? You know, when you kind of like you're quite stationary, but you're shooting right. uh, the Oculus. That was quite. Uh, but I quite, I quite liked it actually. For for something that's not really my thing, usually it's uh seemed pretty good.
0: Yeah, let's see, let's see what uh, the final game brings us. And then I was yeah I was trying out a VR skater and I really enjoyed it. It really gave me the, those vibes to be on a skateboard. And uh, yeah, I'm not the skateboard guy who does tricks. I'm just um, I love to uh, ride my. LA- electronic skateboard and uh, yeah it just gave me the feeling like okay now i can finally do some tricks (laughs) we're going to talk about vr skater more later okay so now let's start to talk a bit about um the current things that are happening in our vr and ar landscape and um Let's uh, talk about. Let's st- start a bit with AR, like just shortly. Just talk about. I, w- I, si- I simply want to find out what you guys think about this. So I made a video about it. Um, the Nreal, the Nreal, it's a it's an AR headset, and. It is coming out now after China and Korea. It's coming out here in Germany, and soon it's going to come out in other Western countries as well. It's a mixed reality headset. You you um, you add it to your to one phone at the moment, the Oppo Find X3 Pro, and then you can do several things. Like you can uh, watch uh, YouTube on a big screen. You can uh, put different apps into your field of view and do some kind of multitasking. And yeah, it's it's basically, it's the first AR headset that is out there for consumers. And yeah, if you want to check out my first impressions, you can check it out in my unboxing and my first impression video. So I would like to ask um, Andy, what are your thoughts about, about um, augmented reality in, in general?
1: In general? I yeah, in, gen- that- in general augmented reality is the next big thing for sure for sure but i think it will take i think another five or ten years wow to make it huge i think apple will do it right yeah and but i think uh, ar will be the next the next smartphone the next big thing right right to ch- to change our perception or how we use Digital um, devices, yes.
0: So yeah, yeah. I also think so, but I also agree with you. We are so early right now.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. We are unbelievable early. It's, it's just the super very beginning. So, would you buy a, a eight hundred euro device? <laughs> Probably I not. Would, right? Yeah, really.
1: I would buy a eight hundred euro device because. I've bought 800 <laughs> euro devices in my life. I'm starting with an HTC Vive. Yeah, right. And um, smartphones right. today are very expensive. When you think back, um, the first iPhone was uh, $500. Yeah. And now every um, yeah, flagship smartphone is a $1,000. And yes, I would buy it. But at the moment, those devices, I don't think they can succeed on the market. Yeah, right. No.
0: Yeah, right. I think at, the, at this moment in time, it's uh, really so early. It's uh, there are some devices probably for the super early adopters, right? For the super geeks, uh, yeah, like me, for example, who are going to show this on the channel or what. But it's it's really it's, it's super. We're really super early, and I also think it takes someone like Apple to bring out a device, right? To that people really want to check out and to to build this um, ecosystem where people can really earn some money.
1: Yeah, right. you need a, the, the Internet of Things, you need big data, you need a huge infrastructure. Everything is connected and everything is sending out information to your to your glasses, to your right. a- AR glasses. You need to build this uh, this infrastructure first, I think.
0: Yeah. yeah, right. So, Steve, what are your thoughts on AR? Are oh. you a um, um, fan right. of the technology or do you have any thoughts about it?
2: I, I yeah, absolutely. I think AR is a very exciting sort of, you know, uh concept, but it still feels like a little bit like that at the moment. It feels like it's not quite there yet. I don't think it'll be five to ten years, but I think we'll start seeing uh, some really huge uh improvements in the next sort of two to three years, I think. I think things will start really kicking off a bit. But I just about the, the I, I did look at I watched your video, Seb actually. How did you the like it? Thing, well the first thing I thought <laughs> and this is a really strange thing to say, right? Yeah. I don't care. I'm gonna say it anyway. I thought the packaging was brilliant, and what? what, yeah, what it, I mean, it was. Boy, it was. Yeah, it just gives you that first first impression of it being really good quality. Right. I mean, for $800, it should be anyway, shouldn't it? Really. Right. But I just thought the little things, like it has, it has like different nose gaps. Like right. little, yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and lens inserts and things. That's the kind of thing we need in VR headset. Um, mm-hmm. And that when the, when we open a box, we need to have, you know, like a lens different lenses or perhaps a spacer like like the Quest 2 which is quite cool you get that with that so I just think it needs to be a little bit more customized and have those options so I think that was quite cool I did like that but I just think wow $800 I mean it's not just $800 is it (laughs) sorry 800 euros sorry (laughs) <laughs> Which, I mean, wow, it's a lot of money. And then you've yeah. got the smartphone as well. And at the moment, I think you said it's limited to just the one smartphone.
0: Yeah, it's like like a 1,100 euro smartphone. So, the, yeah. Now it's
2: getting <laughs> a bit serious.
0: Isn't it, it is it's then, serious. Yeah, it's serious.
2: But they're really, right? You know, we're all VR crazy nut jobs. Okay. So, we are like, totally, yeah. When the first CV1 was, or, you know, even the, the dev kit or anything, and how much those headsets were when they were first out there in the market? There's going to be the same type of people for the AR crowd. You know, I'm not like massively excited, but at the same time, I am very interested in eventually buying something like this. I think it's just a case of it filtering down to a point where it's a you know a, a decent uh, sort of price point, really. But for what it does, it, it looks pretty cool. Um, and I think, uh, I think definitely there'll be those crazy, uh, you know, uh, sort of people out there that are going to want it straight away because that's what I was like when I first. You know, I wanted to have the first VR headsets out there. Right. Uh, I just I wanted one straight away, and there'll be then people out there that will. I think it'll do well, but it is a bit eye-wateringly expensive when you consider the phone as
0: well. <laughs> That's for sure. And I was thinking like, okay, do I have some some use, some actual use case for it? And I was starting to actually try to use it. And then I found one. So I was sitting on the couch next to my wife. My wife was watching um, Taiwanese uh, YouTube shows. Yeah, and it's probably something that I'm not really excited about. So I was, I was putting on the glasses. I made like a huge screen on top of the actual screen. Yeah, I couldn't see it anymore. Like bigger and i was simply playing stadia on that unreal on a huge screen oh, that's cool and and it's great and it it didn't it, it didn't feel like um i was totally disconnected from my wife because i could still see her right um in the glasses if i was in a vr headset it would be strange right to sit there next to her but <laughs> wearing those glasses, I can, still see, I can still see her there, I can still talk with her, and it's not strange. So yeah, playing Stadia with that headset is actually really cool. And um, yeah, there was like one use case that I found now where I could actually use it, but mm. well, it is still expensive, of course, right? <laughs> so it's still for the nutjobs, there's no question about <laughs> it. Yeah, But um, yeah, so, so that one really worked fine.
2: Actually, yeah, to be fair, I, I was in a hotel for like four nights last week. So bored. And I, yeah. I actually watched a few films on my, uh, on my phone, including the Guy Martin Spitfire documentary, which is amazing, by the way, on yeah. Channel 4, if you're in the UK. <laughs> uh, it's super geeky. And I was like, that would have been amazing if I had those glasses on for that. That would have right. been brilliant because I could just sat there, relaxed and just watched, you know, just it would be there right in my view. Actually, the field of view, how is it, Seb? Because is it is it enough for, like, um, if you're watching a big screen yep, film?
0: Yep, if you want to see, like, a, a movie or something, if you want to just see a big screen, then it's it's big enough, for sure. But it's definitely not as big as our VR headsets, right? It's more like a 50 degrees. So it is definitely smaller. But because you still see the reality with the full field of view, it's not so bad. But for sure, it would be better if there was a bigger field of view. Yeah, anyways... So that is the Unreal. And talking about a bigger field of view for, um, for AR, we can directly jump to our next short topic, and that is this here. The company came out of um, nowhere, basically, with this here. This is the Campfire. And the Campfire AR headset comes together with the Campfire software, and this is a solution. This is an AR headset with 90 degrees field of view. So basically, like our VR headsets, and this is made for enterprise, uh, for for enterprise customers in order to um, yeah to look at three D models and to make collaboration easy. So that looks pretty interesting. This headset, and they got um, eight million um, euro or dollars for investment. And what I'm showing you right here now, this is um, some kind of device or some kind of base that you would put on your table, and then the virtual models will float over it. So this is some kind of marker for the headset to to know w- uh, where the virtual thing is that you're looking at. So yeah, interesting to see that there's now like um, AR headset with a 90 degrees field of view. And I think it's pretty interesting for, yeah, for enterprise customers. What do you guys think about this? Um, Andy, do you have any thoughts about AR for, <laughs> for Enterprise?
1: Yeah, it's really important for Enterprise and um, uh, school and coaching and training. But, oh, it looks very clunky, big. Yep, it does. Um, yep. Um, I, um, I, do you know something about the price? Nothing. We don't know,
0: We don't know anything about the price yet. Oh, yeah. I'm skeptical because okay.
1: of the big companies, I think they have awesome technology in the works, in the making, like Apple and Google, and I don't think that a company like this one can compete with them.
0: Okay, yes. yeah. I'm
1: right. not sure. I'm it's, not it's, really it's not pretty, sure.
0: It's pretty hard. I think so. Yeah. So this is a headset which with only one. It can only do one thing, right? It can only do. It can show some 3D models, like lots of different kind of types of 3D models. And um, yeah, that's it. So the question really is like other companies, probably they will want some headsets. that can do more things than one thing.
1: Yes, it needs to be accessible. Um, um, When you remember Blackberry was the phone in the business market. And then the iPhone came up and after three or four years, no Blackberries anymore. Right. yeah you're right it does
2: look a bit big doesn't it but i think it is it looks like it's designed particularly for the commercial market with one purpose so right I think, yeah yeah i can i can see that from it but it looks like almost industrial the way i mean obviously it's hard to kind of make an opinion of but it looks like it is like you know something that would probably you know be able to Cope with a few knocks and bangs as well, unlike those glasses right, that you right. were wearing. That I would be so, I am rubbish. <laughs> Any like sunglasses, I, I you know, I probably last about a month with a <laughs> pair of glasses before I end up sitting on them or something. I'd be frightened <laughs> to death of like using those.
0: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, let's see. So, this is like for one purpose. Probably if you're a company and you do like, uh, you need to cooperate with your. Um, business partners who are in different places, especially now during COVID, probably this is exactly the use case that you want. And if this does it for an acceptable price, probably that's a good solution. And you don't need to have that. Not everyone needs to have the headset. You can also mm-hmm. use it with your with an iPhone, uh, with an iPad, for example, in some kind of like um, AR mode. And for as a controller, you will use your phone. You will attach something to your phone, which makes it like a six degrees of freedom controller. So yeah, I think it's pretty interesting, but we don't know so much yet about this device. So let's see how expensive it's going to be. And um, yeah, I will definitely show it here on the channel. I'm going to try it out and show it to you when the time has arrived. Yeah, that were were our AR topics for today. (laughs) Not so many, but well, yeah, we're still most excited about VR at this point in time, and now, Let's talk about HTC. Oh yeah, something interesting is going to be coming up. And before they were teasing, whenever they tease something about their new standalone headset, it was about business, right? Let's get to business. Like the, their tweets were always something about business. So we all thought, of course, we are talking about a business standalone headset. Now, HTC teases the reveal of game-changing VR headsets. So so more than one. So what does it mean? <laughs> what does this mean? That's so cryptic. I love it. I, I, <laughs> you
2: know, it's, it's so annoying, but it's kind of like fun at the same time. How they're just, like, just giving us these little drip-fed pieces of information. It's... You know, we'll find out soon, I guess. But uh, mm-hmm. for me, I, I don't know about like you said, but it's either going to be, isn't it, a standalone and a PC-based VR headset, which I wish, I hope, it's going to be that, or perhaps a standalone headset and the VR fitness type, you know, kind yeah. of like version of it. I
0: don't know what you think, but well, well, I, I would be, I would be thrilled, really thrilled, if they come out with, a, with a standalone headset, or like with two standalone headsets, and and one is like squarely, squarely. Um, for for business for enterprise, and the other one, which is a bit cheaper, is squarely um, focused on gamers. Like it probably it doesn't have all the bells and whistles like the like the um, business one probably does not have eye tracking or whatever this is going to have. But it's a bit cheaper and it's just made for for gamers. So. That would be amazing if they really did that, and if it was really a headset that could compete somehow with the quest, right? It will not be able to compete on price with the quest. There's no chance it can. But actually, if there was a headset that is made for gaming, I would be super excited. Um Andy, what what are your thoughts on this?
1: Oh, I lost faith in HTC. But, so, the HTC Vive, the first one, the OG Vive, blew me away. It was a moment like when I first played Game Boy or when I was in the cinema for Toy Story or first touched an iPhone. It was amazing. And, you know, the disappointments from HTC... (laughs) They keep coming. ...are (laughs) are so big. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what to think about it. I hope... But we'll come out with a great premium headset. But I totally agree. I, I, I don't believe it. It's because <laughs> it come to business. <laughs> oh, well, well, <laughs> who, who, who should buy this shit? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's, it's so unpredictable. It's so unpredictable. Right, right. You're right.
2: For me, like, you know, it all went a bit wrong very, very quickly. It's like in the beginning, it used to be Oculus and HTC. They were the two big players in the VR space, and they had every bit of a chance, just like Oculus did, to really make something of that chance. And I feel like they just kind of just went crazy. <laughs> and, you know, like the Vive, it still started. Didn't it all start with a Vive Pro, which they were basically. Then was, was going great... down. <laughs> Yeah, it was a great headset, but it was it was developed over that thirst for high resolution. Wasn't it was it? everybody expensive. wanted high resolution? Yeah, uh, and and it was just before the reverbs. Well, it was actually what quite before then. Uh, so they it was overpriced, wasn't it? It was like eight or nine hundred pounds or something. Yeah, it was, was very it expensive. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was very expensive,
2: and but, they didn't know,
0: know who to target. They said like, okay, for prosumers, it's more for those professional use cases. But then it was too, too expensive for the normal gamer, right? But they still bundled it together with Viveport, which is for gamers. So, yeah, it was very strange. Yeah, it's they hard didn't know. to understand the strategy.
1: Yeah, right. There is no strategy or do yeah. they have a new strategy now? A new manager? We don't know. Nobody knows. Yeah. I'm not hyped. Excuse my language. I'm pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. Oh, we know nothing. Yeah. They don't give us information. They give us like little, like,
0: little clues.
1: <laughs> like, I quite like that I think it's a little <laughs> old school myself
0: you know,
2: although because it's HTC it's annoying me more than anything else because I don't trust them at this point in time I think they need to be a bit clearer I suppose because they have really messed up there you know like I mean the call is it Cosmos or Cosmos however you say it oh my god what a disaster of a headset that was yes. and I was really in the market for I was I was looking at their offering quite closely when it was first released and I just couldn't believe they could get it so wrong
1: like, right. how could they get right. it so
2: wrong? I was quite angry for everybody for that. Uh You know, uh, angry with HTC, rather. than I understood why people were reacting the way they were. Because it was just, oh, my God, you know, the, the most expensive of all the flock of headsets out that year. And yet it was the worst. What the hell is going on there? You know, not good.
1: And right, really, right.
2: what... If it's going to be standalone, of course they're not going to be able to compete with Oculus. My beers just arrived. Sorry. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> um, good. At least. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, cheers. Um, yeah, you know, they're not going to be can compete with Facebook, of course not. But they need to kind of tap into maybe sort of the more, I guess, oh pro sh- sh- consumer as as they call it. Maybe have a you know some sort of dedicated DisplayPort so it can play. You know, uh, PC-based VR games. Maybe have the field of view at least 120 degrees. Or what I would really like was is an OLED screen. Something that I think is is seems to be overlooked right now for the last couple of years yeah, right. of VR headsets. Mm-hmm. We need that. If we had a 2160 by 2160 resolution or something like that with an OLED screen, 120 field of view. That I think even those things would be enough. I would for uh, to
1: probably start. buy it. I think I would. Yeah. <laughs> I really wish that they succeed yeah, I really wish, but I, it's I really wish that they can be a, a serious competitor to Oculus or Sony, but I don't believe it.
0: <laughs> wow. Andy has totally lost all all the left left faith <laughs> that was over. <laughs> so so what I'm showing you right now is a gif, uh, a gif or an animated gif that was also posted somewhere on Twitter, and uh, greetings to Ikuma Games, who's also in the chat right now. <clears throat> He posted that earlier today on Twitter. So there you can see a bit more of that standalone headset. Now you can see the lower part of that standalone headset. And uh, yeah, you see those cameras like like looking down pretty much exactly like on the Quest. So it seems like they get the the camera positioning right. Not like um, the Reverb G 2 with the camera positioning is not so good. But here it looks quite cool, I must say. And looking at what we see here, it makes me even, uh, it reminds me a bit from the shape of this headset that is being used in the Ready Player One movie. <laughs> so I have the feeling this could be like a really like futuristic looking headset that is going to turn quite some heads. So wow, HTC, bring it, <laughs> bring it. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I really want to, I really want to see them succeed, obviously. Yeah, right? me too. Right? We need we need a competitor, right? To to Facebook, we need it. It's going to be good for the market. It's going to be good for for the whole VR industry. So I'm rooting for them. But unfortunately, just like you, Andy, oh man, they have like um, disappointed us like whenever they could. <laughs> after <laughs> after the Vive, right? After the original Vive. So. so.
2: Paradise Decay is actually interesting. You just said that the. Uh, HTC have more or less confirmed. Watch what what that means in the Discord chat. That one of their headsets is either going to be the Proton or Vive Air. So um, I think that's quite interesting. And really? I, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. Apparently. Wow. Uh, At least yeah, he's put that again there. So that's. I mean, really, I I would yeah, I, I can just see them uh, sort of getting on the bandwagon of this VR kind of fitness craze. Everybody's in lockdown, but you know people want to. Uh, Stay fit, and VR is also—it's like a coming together. It's perfect timing, really. Well, actually, it's late to be fair. Yeah. It's, 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 but you know what I mean. It, I think I, I can really see them coming out with something very okay. interesting in terms for the VR uh, sort of fitness segment.
0: Right, but but for the for the for the Vive Air last time when when this picture came out, they directly said like, no, this is only a, a concept study. And um, yeah, let's get down to business. When we talk about this other headset soon, so I don't think this uh, Vive Air is going to is going to come out. So then probably it's uh, the Proton. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. How I'm, are they,
2: how, how they going to price this? Because it's going to be so expensive. Hard for them, I yeah. think you know if, <laughs> if it's going to be five hundred pounds, which I think maybe thinking for maybe for at least got to be five hundred pound really. For sure. It's got to. And, and it, didn't they say that it's going to have some features? that are going to definitely set it apart, hopefully, from what we've got at the moment. Um, so I really do, I'm hoping that some of the things I mentioned is going to be, you know, it's going to really, like, just push it over the edge, because it's going to need that special thing, whatever it is, <laughs> you know, that they're going to announce right. people to be
0: interested at this point. Hopefully. Let's see. So we're going to find find out very soon. Uh, I, th- I think 11th of May is the thing, or 10th, the, the ViveCon, I think 11th. And then we finally going to find out what is going to happen. And I'm rooting for them, absolutely. Of course, I'm going to check out the headset here on the channel. So that's going to be interesting. All right, let's get to the next three topics. They're all they are all um, um, Oculus topics. And then I'm looking forward to talk more about VR skater. So now we can talk about the next topic, it is, You can now sideload Oculus Quest apps with your phone. No PC required. So for Android, there's a new app out, the the, the SideQuest app, and then you can connect your Android phone to your Oculus Quest. And then without needing um, the uh, PC, you can sideload the SideQuest games onto the Quest I think that's pretty cool, right? That you don't need to do this, like trying to get some friction out of this whole um, site loading thing. Um, yeah, so I think that is a cool thing. Um, so, what do you think about it, Andy? Do you think this can give back the importance to SideQuest that it has lost a bit due to um, App Labs?
1: Oh, I'm not sure. Um, I think that App Labs is very popular. Uh, people are adopting it, but I like the, the the option. I like the option to use the Quest um, without a PC and have all the features and getting crazy software, side loading software to it. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah. But I, th- now, I didn't use SideQuest that much, and I like the the solution when it's all comes from one system. Right, so right. So I, li- I like App Labs, and I, I like ecosystems. <laughs> so. Okay, got it.
0: Yeah, so um, Steve, what are your thoughts on it? Well, for me,
2: um, <clears throat> I've said this a few times, so I won't be too boring about this, because I've said it, but <laughs> the Quest 2 for me is all about convenience, so I agree. I think it makes sense that um, SideQuest goes kind of portable because this, the Quest 2 is portable. It kind of works. It's, it feels right, doesn't it, for it to be easier. But um, for me personally, as I say, I bought the Quest 2 because I just wanted it to work. And I, you know, I spend too much time messing around with uh, computer games and Sims. you know. So I just want to put it on and, oh, that looks good. Click it, download it, play it. So this is a, a really welcome thing for them. And I really think that this will help them survive a little bit as well because so I've already downloaded the app, I haven't tried it yet, but I'm quite excited. Uh, because really the sideQuest still has loads more games and and sort of experiences and apps than that app lab does. I'm sure it does. It has tons. and so really it gives it gives you more scope and more variety. so I, I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess for me, from a, my, my own geeky point of view, I also like SideQuest because it gets you inside the quest too. There's been a couple of times now where've I've had an issue, a critical error. With my quest that could have stopped me, I ha- I'd, I'd have had to kind of basically refresh the whole device and lose all of my saves and all my games. But thanks to SideQuest, I was able to get inside of some of the sort of software um, and, you know, fi- figured it out. That's mm-hmm. thanks to SideQuest. Uh, so, you know, it, from a sort of developer point of view and from sort of a techie point of view, I really think this is a good move for them. And, well, <clears throat> I'm hoping that I'm going to have those same options on the uh, portable sort of mobile version. But, right. uh, yeah, I think it's, it's it's definitely a great move for them and uh, one that's much needed for them to survive, I think.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I think um, it's great that they have this. It's it's. Uh, I didn't anticipate this. I was really surprised by this, and I think it's a great feature. However, I don't think that it's going to... Change things in general with a, mm-hmm. with a side quest. I think App Labs is so so good, right? So people can simply click on the link, everything works, and uh, lots of things are there. More and more games, they will try to be an App Labs, and it seems like it's not so hard to get onto App Labs. So I I still think that um, yeah, Facebook did what it does, right? So Like uh, there is some kind of competition, and they. Yeah, they do something to, yeah, to win, right? It's, uh, yeah, what companies do and uh, they are very good at this and I still think that SideQuest has like a, yeah, it's tough for SideQuest to be like relevant. Before it was the app store outside of the Quest, right? But now, yeah, it's something that probably you can use if there's any app that you cannot find on App Labs. But in general, I, I don't think it's, Friction less enough in order to make this like um, now the big thing next to App Labs because App Labs is simply simple. Click on the link and ready. For SideQuest, you still have to have the developer account and jump through mm-hmm. these kind of hoops, right? And do kind of things. So, yep. As much as I think that's amazing, I still think it's it's uh, not going it's, to help them so much. It's a shame, though, isn't it? Because this is yeah. the only kind of um...
2: Uh, sort of opportunity for the quest to have a little bit more control, or yeah. the user to have a lot, a bit more control over the quest. Right, um, and right. it feels like this is the last chance before it gets completely locked down by Facebook, and everything <clears throat> yeah. will be totally within the UK system. So, yeah, right. <clears throat> it, w- it would, uh, you know, I'm hoping it will survive with this. I, I, I don't know if, if, you, if you've tried this, Seb, with the, Have I you actually tried it? I haven't tried it
0: yet. So, so for me personally, it's still relevant because um, I want to try like playing games over the cloud. Like the, the like Pluto for example, and and these these games these apps will not allow will not be allowed on on the store, because Facebook says no. So I I will still use SideQuest, and I hope that these um, cloud based streaming to the Quest is so amazing that probably lots of people will use it. Who knows? Let's let's see let's see what's going to go on. Yep, and the next short topic before we come to our last topic before we get to the VR skater is this one. Facebook is now offering a free Quest 2 to tens of thousands of its employees. So everyone who is working at Facebook is getting a Quest 2 for free. Is that something yeah. noteworthy or is that something... What, what, they want to spy what, on their
2: employees. Is that <laughs> what it is? They, is that what they're doing so they can take one home and check what they're up to? I, don't,
0: I have no idea. <laughs> yep. so... Uh, we have 10,000 of more users of the Quest 2. <laughs> it's just a, a short, interesting tidbit, I think. It's, it's not so noteworthy, right? What, what, do, what it, do you think of it?
2: Do you think maybe it could be easier this way to identify is, issues? Because it's a, a mass testing, isn't it? Like like never before. I mean, yeah. like, I know the HP team, they had... Certain members that took HP Reavers home with them and like okay. messed around with them. And but I don't, in this, like that's a lot of quests and that's a lot of people testing out and that's a lot of possible problems to go wrong that they can perhaps feed back.
0: Yeah, but so I don't, don't think, ah, uh, okay, you, you think they will have like uh, they will give more feedback than normal users. Pro, I'm, I'm
2: trying to think of it from a positive <laughs> point of view. And uh, think, well, okay. Maybe, maybe you know, uh, it, it'd be an easier way for them to sort of mass test certain updates and things like that. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, but,
0: I don't know. Could be, could be. Yep. Yeah, I think it makes sense for them. Why not? Right? So no, no, um, certain uh, special ideas about this part, right? Andy, it's uh, just like little news. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But the next one, the next one is more interesting. So the next news is about the following. Onward, the Onward Studio Downpour Interactive has been acquired by Facebook. So it's the fourth VR studio acquisition. And that is actually, I think, really noteworthy. So they did say that it's going to stay on the platforms where it's at. So uh, it's going to be supported on all its current platforms, including Mm -hmm. Steam. So this is not going to be um, an exclusive on, on the Quest or the Rift platform. However, this... I, I still think it is um, not so great for VR in general if Facebook is going to around and going to get like the best studios because here on all the current platforms. So I'm just thinking about the following. Let's say HTC comes out with that amazing new uh, Viveport mobile, right? For the new, new headset, for the new standalone headset. So what you don't, what you're not going to find there on on this Vive port, is all the games that are bought by Facebook, right? You won't find Beat Saber on that HTC standalone headset. You won't find Onward on that standalone headset. And all these all 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 these studios, well, of course, they will not be on these other platforms. So in um, um, for, for Facebook, of course, that makes sense, right? of course, right? Since they want to simply win on the market. But for other companies, it's, it's simply going to get harder and harder to compete against Facebook. Would you agree with that, um, Andy, you as a game developer, probably?
1: Yes, I agree. I think um, Onward won't come to the PSVR 2. Right. And yeah, the competition has begun, I think, between Sony and Oculus. Right, and they're buying studios and franchises and IPs for the competition. Um, I don't like it. Uh, I don't. I don't know why Downp- Downpour Interactive yeah. made this step. Um, they uh, went with a publisher with CodeSync right. for the Quest, and now they are Oculus or Facebook. I wouldn't do it. I say it now. <laughs> <laughs> you say it now. Because you lose a lot of independence as an independent developer.
0: Right. So, that makes sense. I don't
1: know. He started as a solo developer. Yeah, the, he was one guy. guy. Yeah, right. Yes, he was a college dropout. One guy That's, with a vision. Yeah, it was amazing. On what was a blast, it blew me away. Instantly. Right. Let's see how things go.
0: Right. Um, Steve, what are your thoughts on this?
2: Well, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, well, it did they do say in their uh sort of blurb uh that it's i think in fact, i've got a quote here they said uh this means a better game for all of our players on all platforms so doesn't that mean steam vr as well as the possible Rift store probably not uh and the quest as well so um it, but I, I think moving forward future titles will be exclusive to Oculus. so yeah that's pretty crap but in terms of sort of like the uh i think the outset of this uh perhaps like a new version of it or anything they'll they'll have, uh, I, I don't know, I think it might be a little bit more wide-ranging to, to, you know, when when the new game arrives, if that if that's what they mean, or if there's going to be an update to it. But, I mean, you know, I don't think it's that, I mean, it's just one developer. I know this is happening a lot, but I mean, I'm trying to think, if I was a developer and and they offered me a big lot of cash, you know, I to, to kind of, like, improve the game as well, because I think it's going to be, there's two sides to this. I think it will improve the game, make it better, um, I'm hoping anyway, because they're going to have a lot more resources, a lot more support.
1: Yeah, you need, you need the investment. That's
2: yeah, and you said yourself no like, yeah. you know, in fact, you probably said it uh, when we were chatting before, but you know, uh, small game developers can go under so quickly, so easily to have this opportunity uh, to, to make this game so much like a triple A title. We need that in VR. We need these triple A titles in VR. This is the only way it's ever going to happen. Um, is a mass company like Facebook, unfortunately, but to actually right. invest heavily in, in you know, these, these game developers, really. So I'm kind of seeing it from trying to be the devil's advocate a little bit here. But of course, you know, Facebook is the domination that needs to be stopped somehow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but, but they said, like, okay, now, thanks to this investment, now they have all the resources that you want to make the game better. That, of course, makes sense. Of course. Um, however, they were doing pretty well at least on the quest with with like sales. So I'm not entirely sure if they if they really 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 needed to be acquired by Facebook in order really to 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 make the the game better. <laughs> like really also now all the gay, all the people who are going to buy the the PSVR2 in the future, they're not going to play down... Um, D- uh, onwards. Right? Yeah, and Facebook
1: is investing a lot of money into studios. Right. Um, they're funding games from one to ten million dollars, but this is a d- different kind of thing. Right. Now they own the studio. Yeah. And there's no no turning back.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, it's over for them. They will not be on PSVR two, and and they are not going to be on the HTC standalone headset. So yeah. In my opinion, that's not really g- great for the game, right? It's not, it doesn't mean like more people are going to play it. So yes, it, probably it's going to be better, but I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Before, Onward somehow felt like, wow, it's great. It's so cool that this one guy had the vision, right, to make this game and he really made it, he really became successful, but now it feels, at least for me, you know, and I am this critical German guy <laughs> about this. It feels like, okay, now, yeah, sold out to Facebook. It's kind
2: of like, you know, when I got I got signed once with their record label. And
0: the wow, great thing about cool. that
2: was, yeah, is that, you know, you know I, I had an agreement with them to do two albums. And once those two albums were done, then that was it. I could do my own thing. If this makes him a ton of money and Facebook and it becomes a massive phenomenon, like, Call of Duty, obviously not. but You know what I mean. That kind of in the VR world, then he could go on and and create bigger and better things uh, with whatever he wants to do. I don't. I don't think it's like Oculus did this even in the, in the very beginning. I don't know if they actually bought the companies or not, but they invested heavily yeah. in games right. like Stormland. It, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, uh, right. So this is kind of is it is it is this, is this just what's happening here? But is it worse? I don't know. Uh, you know, it, I think is it is it it's better. It's happening than not at all. I think from my point of view you know I what, think least what there do you mean? Is that.
0: It's, it's better it's better than, than not happening or uh, what do you mean like it's good Sorry, it's I better
2: mean, it's better that we've got a huge company investing in VR and small lab I uh, will say labels you know like developers uh, to make these games huge than it not happening at all because then we I think we'd be in more trouble in the long <laughs> run yeah but, Maybe? but this
0: game this game <laughs> is this game is already huge this game is already successful right it can i be don't bigger. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not so excited about like Oculus buying all these studios and then on the long run making them like exclusive to, to the Quest platform. And I think that's going to happen. I mean, yeah, like there, there are going to be amazing platforms, right? Like, like PSVR 2 and probably this HTC, whatever it's going to be and who knows what. So, so, I'm, not so I'm not a big fan of this. I'm I'm wondering what what the what the what the chat is thinking. Dear chat, dear people who are watching this live stream right now. Do you think it is positive that the Onward Studio was bought by Facebook? Say yes if you think it's more negative, then say no. So I would really like to get an idea what does what do the people think? So it's good that Onward was um, bought up by Facebook because now they have more resources to make the game better. Say yes. If you think no, it's not so good because Onward is not going to be on other platforms later like PSVR 2 and the HTC platform. Say no. So would really love to know what you're thinking. So Andy, if Oculus now says, you know, wow, Andy, your game, VR skater, it's so freaking amazing. I'm going to, we're going to buy deficit games for like, like really like a, a life-changing amount of money for you personally, right? Like, like really, wow, this is going to be huge. It's, it's tough to say no, right?
1: Um, that's a good question. But um, in my case, I love my independence all my life. And I love working with small teams and being independent. I made a lot of music in my life, punk rock music. And yeah, I would have signed a deal with a major label for sure. But this is, um, you know, the whole company forever. I don't know. (laughs) So I would make an exclusive for sure for PlayStation or for, for Oculus. You, the companies need to have exclusive to sell their hardware. Yeah, right. That makes That's sense. I totally agree with that too, yeah. But I don't think I want to be part of Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: Yeah. same here with this channel, <laughs> as you know, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, yeah, it's, it's really good to keep your independence and you don't have to suck up to them. It's it's amazing. I, I love that feeling to be able to say everything like I do on the channel. And uh, yeah
1: maybe i'll well, change think, in a few years
0: <laughs> i just Ooh. think
2: facebook is a necessary evil we need them as much as they need us and uh, that you know i'd rather them be here doing what they're doing with the quest than, than not be here <laughs> you know because uh, there's nothing else out there right now and it's driving its other other companies are listening out you know uh, htc responded or they will do hopefully um apple are responding the market is huge in VR now, and it's thanks to Facebook. I don't love Facebook, not even slightly, but I have to you know have to realise what they have done for VR at this point in time. Uh, and yeah, they they overstep the mark all the time, and they're aggressive. They're a very aggressive company, of course they are. But uh, I don't know, it, it's a necessary evil for me personally. Uh-huh. Facebook.
1: They need to be aggressive. I think that's the thing of capitalism and yeah, selling products.
0: Right, right. So yeah yeah let's see let's see what what comes out of this and how it will all develop like uh, from from what I see here in the chat, it seems like most of the people also think it's it's not a great thing for v r that they were acquired, but anyways i don't know I don't really know the details right I don't know how they were financially before probably it did rescue them in that case, it's great for them right so i I cannot judge the the whole yes. thing because I, because I don't know really um, their situation. But in general, I think it's not a great development if uh, Facebook is buying all of the major games and then we will not see them on other platforms. So so that is, that I think is not a great thing. Yeah, right. Okay. And that were our topics for today. And now, I'm really excited to start to talk about VR mm. skater. Yes. So we made it to this point in, the, in, in today's podcast. So, Let's first of all have a look at, at, the, at the trailer together here. So let me play the trailer now. First of all, here is the logo of Deficit Games. And here we go. Yeah, I love already the music. <laughs> it gives me this vibe, you know, this kind of yeah fun skater vibe. And I, I suppose the game plays in California, or when you were designing it, what, what were you thinking about, when you were designing it?
1: Yeah, it plays in California, where skateboarding was invented. I've never been to California, oh, I never, go be- never been to the USA. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't tell after the game, it, it gives me
0: these vibes. I've been there It, it would say it feels like that. <laughs>
1: Also, the 3D artist, Max, um, has never been to the US and he's building all those assets and the <laughs> environments. And okay. we're from the German-Bavarian countryside. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is so funny, man. That is so funny. Yeah, cool. So, um, I played it today and uh, yeah, my first reaction was like, wow, it's so fun. So, I, I'm not really into the game. I, I played the tutorial. I played uh, the first. I, I tried to learn the first few tricks, like um, the flips and stuff, and it worked well. And it just, I want to explore more. I simply want to explore more, and that is already great. So, um, um Steve, w- what are your first thoughts about it after having played it today? <laughs> Do you know what?
2: I, as a kid, I always wanted to be really good on a skateboard, and I bought skateboards, and friends did, and that was so rubbish at it. I really was, but I always wanted it to be good. So it gave me that feeling again, not being rubbish, but just that being a child again. And it was absolutely fantastic. Like just, what, what I've got to say is about this, which really surprised me, is it doesn't feel arcadey, I guess is the word. Like it actually feels yeah. like you have to have, you have to learn and be quite skillful. I think that's really clever how you've managed to, uh, I guess, achieve that just, you know, with the motion controllers, like, you know all the tricks and things. It's not just a case of just pressing a button and it does it, and then you can be on your way. You've got to you've got to have timing. You've got to feel that you know the skateboard beneath you. It's it's amazing, isn't it, how you're able to translate that into the game. Yeah, uh, and that was the first first thing that struck me actually was just how you know. It felt like I could play this for hours and hours and really hone my skills. And even after playing it for about an hour, because I, 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 I wanted to play more, but then I had to go on the, on the show. But <laughs> so like, I just I, I want to go back on it again so I can kind of like, because I know I'm going to get it better over time. And that's just what it's like when you're learning a new skill. And I feel like that really encapsulates it really well in this. So that was my first thought. Anyway, very cool. Uh, just the environment as well. Did you say it's the uh, Unreal Engine? Yeah, it's um, yeah, yeah. I just, I just love how it looks. Um, it, it looks very believable. The environment, um, just the textures. That, you know, you could have quite easily have, uh, uh, I don't know, skimped out on that, I suppose. But for me, being a bit of a, a graphics whore, as I like to say, I actually really enjoyed the, the whole feeling of being in that environment. Of course, the music. Loved the music as well. Really cool. So yeah, yeah. top, top job, really, really, really. Yeah. Thanks.
0: Really, really cool feeling. Oh. And the same, like, Steve, I can't wait to go back there and try it. And I, th- I think especially because there's a learning curve, that makes it special. If it was just to a katie, just click a button and you can do all the tricks, it would be boring. But really, like, ma- like, mastering it and then, like, like uh, making a trick and making it successfully, I think that gives you that feeling of achievement. And that is amazing. So, Andy, tell us a bit more about your game. Um, how did you... Um, think about like making a skateboard game. Are you a skater or tell tell us a bit more
1: about how VR skater came to life? Yeah, first of all, I, I, I started to skate again when we started to develop the game. So it made made me skating again. So when I was younger, I was a bit into skateboarding. Never really good, but the whole culture and skateboarding, punk rock, making punk rock music, the whole cosmos. And yeah, that was my, my past when I was younger and I'm still a bit into it. And we have a, a skateboarding scene here, even on the countryside, it's great. So it's, it's something here. So I grew up with it. And why I started to develop a skateboard game. Um, I wanted to make a game where I can bring in something personal, and a kind of punk rock attitude, and uh, something that I love. And yo, know, it was a perfect match to make a skateboard game. But the prob- problem was we are making VR games, and I think that's not the best match, um, making a game where you normally, skateboarding normally use your feet, and Motion sickness is an issue and artificial movement. And my colleague also said, oh, he was really skeptic about it. I don't think that it will work. And then one night I built up a prototype overnight for Google Daydream. <laughs> <laughs> and the next day it was just a block, a gray block. And you could push with the free Dove controller. You could push it okay. forward and make an Ollie. And it was great we invited some friends and everybody had fun with it and said woohoo and they were surfing and had fun with it <laughs> yeah. and i said okay that's a cool idea but let's make let's finish our other games for Oculus Go and Daydream and Gear VR and yeah you know, we made we released two games for Oculus Go and we had two games um in the making both were f- 50% done and then we realized The games aren't fun, and there's no market for it. There won't be a return of investment. Right. And the right decision was, okay, let's make VR Skater original plan for Oculus Go. And then we switched back to PC. I started with PC VR development, and it was a bad idea to develop for mobile devices. Now, it's a good idea, again, because of the Quest. And we have have the experience to develop for mobile devices. But, yeah. And then we started to develop the game and could get some. We were able to get some funding from the state. Now it's it's already gone, but I think it was the right decision. Mm-hmm. Cool.
0: Yeah, really cool. Do you, do you think um,
2: you'd be able to develop a, a, like a version for the Quest Two standalone? Do you think do you think that would be quite difficult, or well, I've, I've no idea how it, so, how hard it would be.
1: Um, while building the game, we have always in our mind that we want to port it to the Quest or to the PlayStation VR. Um, we know how to do it, but it's a lot of work. We need to rework all the textures. We need to rearrange so many meshes. We need to rework all the props, meshes, assets, everything. Yeah, but it's possible, and I think we can we can make it happen next year. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> so yeah that there was also one of my questions why did you decide to make this a PC VR game first and not like a Quest game where PC VR actually now it feels like it's 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 not the platform where you will find the most um, commercial
1: success right? Oh well, that's difficult. Um, we had already over a year development when the Quest came out, the game was in development for a long time, and it was not so easy to pitch your project to Oculus and to be recognized, and so it was too risky. And PEC VR is a great opportunity to, yeah, to push the boundaries graphically and, and to experiment and to release it without boundaries on Steam more. platforms. Yeah, it's a good way I think to to get the installs, to make it popular, to get good community feedback, to make it to bring it out as an early access game. So we have great feedback already and you know we implement all the things, a lot of things the the players want to have in the game. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, great. So um um how many people worked on the game yeah you already mentioned it right like three people yeah three people, people. Wow. that's
2: not a lot is it really? that's, that's not that's a not, lot right for, for not a for, lot
0: yeah for, for a whole game so um how how long does it take to to make this this kind of game and um you're now out in early access. so how many percent of the game are 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 finished now and what is still to come
1: oh that's hard to to estimate um the process when you design a game is very long there's a long conception phase you have your thoughts and prototyping and there's uh, there's nothing and um it's getting more and more complex and then you decide okay let's do it and the ground the base work the ground uh, the basic mechanics they are done i think and that's a huge part of the game. How is the game designed? How is the concept of the levels? So our game is quite linear. Some people like it, some not. But we will stick to that concept because it works really well in VR and for, you know, most of the players, I think. You, you uh, say it's
2: linear, but I must admit they're quite big maps, aren't they? Like I, I, I was like messing around, kind of like yeah, I know you're supposed to go through a certain way, but. For, for a while, I was just kind of going backwards and forwards and trying to like jump over a, a few things yeah. and stuff. So you you got quite a bit of freedom within that linear space, which I quite like. Yes, it's yeah. uh, you have
1: freedom in this linear space, and we wanted to avoid that. You have um, a certain amount of time to finish your run. We wanted to making you flow through the streets that, yeah, shred down and yeah.
2: I love how there's no timer, because otherwise yeah, we, we, never got
1: to other we <laughs> don't like that pressure ourselves, so yeah. we want to just flow through the level. And yeah, I think uh, it's hard to estimate. I think it's 30% done. Wow. From, <laughs> really? Uh, from, the, wow. from the player's perspective. So they only see content. What we see is what's under the hood. Right. And yeah, we have to make so many decisions what is your texture density? What is our, our performance budget? How can we do it? What cl- classes, what actors we need? Are are the rails magnetic or is it more physical based? All those decisions, that is a long process. So, but from the content side, I think it's 25%, 30%. Yeah.
0: Okay. But um, so the content is, it means like, like new maps or stuff. Maps, right. right, right. And,
1: and, The challenge system, so it's planned that like in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater that you have certain challenges goals in the level so Reach and finish the map or make a sick pro combo and when you have enough enough goals reached then you can unlock new maps and new board skins or other things Mm -hmm. other challenges, yeah
0: Cool, very cool Oh man, I would I would love it if if there was some kind of like um skateboard controller. <laughs> they, they could somehow like check out like how you're leaning, right? Like like a Wii balance board or something. <laughs> Have you thought about yeah. something like this? Or is it is no, it somehow no, 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 possible? No, no. It's too crazy, right? No.
1: Um, I think. Um there the Tony Hawk franchise. Um, and they had released something like that, this, right? Yeah, that right. Had and yeah, right. it
0: was a total disaster. Flop, yes. Yeah. They only
1: sold 100K um, boards. Right, right. And right. it's too special. So we right. always need to think about what is the target audience and what is, what is the return of investment. And so, how much you can invest and what, what kind of money are you getting back? And we can't support um, such niche hardware. It's not possible.
0: Right, right. It makes sense. So, yeah, it's not a hobby for us. So yeah, right, we right. Have, you, you we have to have, have to pay <laughs> our checks.
2: <laughs> it'd be great, wouldn't it, if you could three D print something like that, and then stick a few sensors on it. It would make it a lot cheaper. You know, but obviously that would be something for the modern community to do. But it'd be very cool. I think yeah. it's possible.
0: But you know, even even though like you're using now your your hands. To, to, like, uh, push yourself from the ground, it, it feels great. It, it, it just feels, yeah, not not, well, stra- not, not strange, right? Even though, obviously, you're not using your feet, but this mechanic, it works really nicely. So for all of the people who have not played it yet and who, and who have not yet had a chance to watch any of the YouTube videos that are out there, um, could you explain what the player needs to do in, in, um, in VR Skater? And once you download it, wh- what's happening? What is the gist of the game?
1: Okay, I, 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 need, I need to explain the game. Okay, yeah, yep, <laughs> yeah because you are the developer. <laughs> yeah, it's the game tries to recreate skateboarding in our, you said it's not arcadey in an arcade and fun way in VR. Mm -hmm. Right. And we wanted to recreate that feeling. Um, Most people think you need to use your feet when you skate, and that's true, yes. But you also do a lot of motion with your upper body. And one... Oh, okay. I think I'm too detailed. Because um, what I want to say is, in the game, you do motions, but the controls are not feet. It mm-hmm. doesn't feel like your controllers are your feet that's that tied to your feet. It's it, like a level, a kind of abstraction to it because we've tried to pin the board to the controllers, then you can turn to the board slide and it, it was a mess. It, it doesn't feel good. It feels like you're controlling the board with your hand and we wanted to avoid that. Mm-hmm. And the core of the game is skating around, doing challenges, reaching goals, skate through to the levels, and have a good time and listen to good music. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Very cool. I think you totally succeed in this. And I really want to tell everyone out there, get it. It costs 20 euros and probably 20 dollars as well. And uh, yeah, you can get it on Steam and the link is down in the description of this video. It's absolutely super fun and I can't wait to, yeah, t- to learn it more. So, um, Andy, I, I suppose that you are an absolute um, skate um, professional now in your game, right? You must be like doing yeah. the tricks like a, like a god.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but Max, Max, the level designer, 3D and level designer is much better than I. Okay. But we have already some VR skateboarders out there. I think they're better than we are. Okay, I cool. I think they can compete with the developers. It's crazy. It's really wow. crazy. Um, There are some some um, players um, complaining about the content, the current content of the game, um, for the price, comparing to the price point. But we have players; they've already thirty hours in it.
0: Wow! And
1: they still have fun, and that's crazy. I didn't expect that. I didn't (laughs) expect that. So I have thousands of hours in this game. (laughs) Yeah, sure. uh,
2: I was going to ask Andy, like you know, with. in terms of how you've done the physics for the game, is it possible to kind of just be a little bit creative and maybe try and do a few things like maybe like, you know, you slide down the, uh, the railings of the stairs or, you know, uh, just, just kind of like mess around a bit with it. it. Like, 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 like say like a bone works kind of thing where, you know, that the physics are able to let you be a little bit more experimental with it as well as do the challenges as well. Is, is that No, so? it's, it's
1: not, it's not a real physics simulator. So we simulate. have also magnetic rails and it's based on physics, but it's made that it's easy, that it's easy to control. Because um, there are um, physics-based skateboard simulations out there. Session, for example, it's great, but it's really hard to control it and to succeed with it. And no, it's um, uh, a hacky; it's semi-physical, I would say. Yeah. It's funny
2: because even though you say that, like, it feels—you know—when you pull off a trick, you feel like you've actually done it. Like, you feel proud (laughs) of yourself. No, really, exactly. I think.
0: I think for that, you totally um, achieved what you want to achieve. The feeling of achievement, it's, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Thanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. really. That's really cool. That, that's
1: a goal. Cool. Yeah. It works. <laughs> I think it really works.
2: A few people mentioned about motion sickness. Right. I just want to point out that sometimes I can feel a bit funny, but with this, I didn't at all. Because I think because you are okay. moving and because of the way the mechanics work with, you know, obviously you're using your hand to kind of like, yes. it feels really natural. It's like you never, th- if you'd have told me that before, trying it i'd be thinking that would feel really weird but when you're actually in the environment it feels totally natural to do it and because you're using your body and being quite physical i think it negates that kind of uh, motion sickness because you feel like you yeah. are
1: doing yeah, it, within, it
2: within the motion if that makes sense
1: yeah it helps you have a uh, physical connections to the envi- connection to the environment yeah. that is important to avoid motion sickness and yeah uh, a lot of other compromises like our linear levels and we're guiding the gaze of the player through the level design and also through uh, the steering, the way how you steer. So we want that you look in the direction you're going. And Is,
2: would there be a way in the future, I don't know whether this will even work, I've no idea, whether you'd be able to like lean and it would kind of move that way? Or
1: no, that I, way. I can say oh. with good conscience, um, we've tried dozens of yeah. ways of steering, <laughs> leaning, and controller tilting, and oh, dozens of ways of different variations um, that didn't feel good.
2: It's so. ingenious. How did you get to the point where using, because obviously you got your hand out like this, you? and that's how you're steering, and it feels really natural, but I never would have guessed
1: that as a way of steering, <laughs> but it works, it really works. <laughs> Yeah, you can do it in different ways. I steer like here, like this. Ah, okay. Uh, I might try pressing that. Pressing short presses and that. But people, when you start to play the game, I think you're doing this.
2: Because you, yeah, yeah. like... you could have quite easily just used this you could have quite easily just used the stick and it would have like ruined ruined it. I think if you'd just gone like forward is forward, left left,
1: I think. I it, think it's a bit too sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because we have a wider range of steps when we're using the controller, and we need your thumbs to make the ollie. Oh, yeah, and right. You need to is. steer at the same <laughs> yeah. time when you're ollieing. It's important. <laughs> it uh, is.
2: It's, it's great. When it all need, comes together yeah. and you do it all right, you're like, yes, I've done it. I've, I've, I've pulled off yeah. a stunt.
1: <laughs> and we wanted to, to um, have the same control scheme for Vive once and PlayStation uh, Move controllers and they don't have thumbsticks. Yeah, that was pain <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to, yeah, to map it on the Vive controllers. I don't like the touchpad.
0: Yeah, no. I think uh, not many people like the touchpad.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. And it breaks easily. <laughs> and we have yeah,
0: yeah, it does, it does. Five, five
1: defective controllers wow. here.
2: By the way, sorry, Seb if you want
1: to ask no, a question. No, but I don't
2: I just, want to. There's, there's two in uh, the chat. It's a while ago now, but I wrote them down. Uh, because there was a guy called Taz who wanted to ask, how long uh, does it take to bring a game from an idea into the actual, you know, to, to an actual game kind of thing? So you've got an idea in your head. How long has it taken to do that? Did you say two years? I think, which is to me, I think that's really yeah, quite a short time, really.
1: The idea, I think 2018, I came up with the first um, gliding surfing blog on Google Daydream. <laughs> Yeah, early two thousand eighteen, and it's, you know, it depends. It really depends. You need to to get into the flow. We made another game, Rotator X. It's called Rotator X. It's an endless runner. I think it's it's really cool. Uh, take us four months from idea to release. That's also possible.
2: Yeah. How how long? Sorry, did you say? Um, four months. Four months to yeah. Okay. So I just I wouldn't have any idea like how it, how I would even go about I had you know have an idea for a game and then starting to make it come to life it, just it's incredible, isn't it, it? Really,
1: it's so easy to underestimate because we thought we released the early access alpha version in April 2020. Yeah, yeah. and we're one year over schedule now. Wow, it's so easy. You have to think about so many things about legal and right, right issues, you need to do licensing and for PC VR, it's pain, you need to make it work on all this those different headsets, oh, that doesn't work on the G2, okay, sorry.
0: <laughs> oh no, why not? Yeah, because of the tracking. Oh man, nee.
1: yeah. really? But we need to rework um, some of the controls and yeah, we sure we want to support.
2: Oh, I, I was going to play it on the G two as well because the index audio. So if I used it on Steam VR, would it not work properly then? Is that the the actual buttons won't work? I'm guessing, or is it just the tracking itself? Yeah, the tracking.
1: And when you push, it doesn't work um, properly. Wow,
2: ah, that's that,
1: interesting. That sucks. Um, yeah, that's sad because I have the G two. <laughs> I, I, bought, I bought it. <laughs> but I probably I bought, sold it to okay. you. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your fault. <laughs> yeah, it's my fault. There are a lot of players out okay. <laughs> there. We want to support it, but we have also issues with the plugin for Unreal Engine. Okay. And it's, it's not stable. So we don't want to sell crap and say, we try it by yourself. We say, don't buy the game when you yeah. use Windows Mixed Reality.
0: But but normally um, the the controllers or the algorithm will work pretty well when you're in motion, right? Even if the controller is out of your field of view, but if you are in motion, then normally the tracking still works because of these algorithms.
1: Yeah, I think um, they're also getting better because software is a very powerful tool.
0: Right. Um, We see it
1: um, with Oculus. What they are able to do just with an update, that's incredible, unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And right. I think it's it will get getting better. It will get better. Yeah.
0: Let's see. I'm I'm going to try it. I've tried it now on the on the Quest um, using um, using um, Link airlink. Link, and um, yeah, that worked pretty well. But also I did also feel some some tracking issues sometimes. But then I played it on on the Valve Index. Then it was perfect, of course, because of the LADOS tracking. So looking forward to try this out. Um, yeah, as well on the G Two. So. What I want to know now, so it, take, it took two years to make this game. And if you want to make this kind of game, if you have a, an idea, like a cool idea like you have now, bringing skating, skateboarding to VR, it's an amazing idea. And like making it happen like you did now, how expensive is it? <laughs> what, what kind of money do you need to make this happen? So I believe like, okay, two years and three guys, you all have families probably or need to live somehow. Yeah. So it, it sounds pretty expensive to me.
1: So I have a lot of debts. Is this correct? Debt? Yes, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: um,
1: yeah it's um, found a company is always very risky. You need to get the money somewhere and it costs, you know, how many employees you have. So when we're a team of three, three developers full time you can estimate how much it costs plus rent mm-hmm. plus all the um, social insurance for mm-hmm. the employees uh the hardware it, it costs a lot and i think that we are skate so i we work at very low salaries <laughs> and um I worked for nothing um, for two years because my wife, um, yeah, paid for me. perfect for my food, yes. <laughs> and yes, yeah, she's always supporting me with my project. Yeah, it was hard and often, yeah, I oh, it's hard how to say I'm a bit exhausted. Um, I was often in the moment to cancel everything. Wow to, yo, let's stop. And I always had to lay off um, my colleague for a time because I couldn't pay him anymore. So we were, most of the time we were two. And then I tried to get more funding. Yeah. And the German Games funding came out and we tried it and you know, now we have fresh money. Oh, it's already gone. <laughs> but um, the whole game, I think it's when it's finished, the full release for PC VR, it's three, 300k Euro.
0: Wow. So it, it costs like yeah. 300,000 euros. That That's your budget yes. that you had.
1: And no, I, I, did, I did not have the budget.
0: But it's like it cost you that much. Yeah, yeah. Wow. OK, 300,000 euros to make such a game. Wow. Wow, that is crazy, man. That is really expensive.
1: About. I think it will go in this direction. Yeah. Okay. Okay because I, when we when when the early access is successful, so we want to invest. So I want to pay my sound designer better. <coughs> we want to pay more for the music license. So it's to, Yeah, right. Yeah. You need to keep the company running and cold, hire it another out. developer.
2: Yeah, so of course. I was thinking it'd be kind of cool to reach out to maybe bands that are maybe not signed. Right. And, and that would make it really cool for them to like get exposure for free, perhaps. And it would really help you out as well with the royalties and just an idea. Whether Steve you, is you also know. in
0: a band, by the way. Also, he yeah, that's, likes that's he, not, he yeah, likes he likes metal got, too, right? Metal and punk I, rock, right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I've got a heavy metal band, but that's not fucking my own band. But I mean, just you know, just I'm sure there's so many. Well, there is so many amazing bands and music out there that they would love to be in a game like this. Yeah, I know, we, I know, we, I know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how, how that would work. But.
1: Um, soundtrack work was intense. I listened to over 500 songs, and they yeah, are that's... all independent bands that are not really. F- they're not famous, not so well known, okay. but aspiring, aspiring, and they yeah. do a lot of cool promotion outside the bubble. It's great. <laughs> there are a lot of people who know VR skater outside our bubble, outside the gaming and the VR bubble. And yeah, <clears throat> we'll have 20 20 artists on the soundtrack. 20 artists. Awesome! So, so cool! Nice. But you send send me a track. <laughs> I will listen to it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. It might be a little too heavy, <laughs> <Yeah>. actually. For- <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a so we have, we have that's the concept a win-win concept for promotion. We promote the bands and the bands promote the game.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool. No, that's brilliant. It works and yeah, brilliant. Very I cool. mean, I, there's been so many times where I've listened to a track when I've been playing the game and gone, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" I've got to check it out. And the first thing you do when you finish is, you know, buy the album or something. It's it's such a great win-win for everybody. I think.
0: Cool. So yeah. Um, I would love to listen to your track, Steve, uh, sure. in VR Skater.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, send it,
1: send it. I'm curious. I'm curious. Now, yeah, curiosity need is there now. some more heavy metal tracks in there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, when you're feeling really, you know, annoyed, I'll say the word annoyed, I'll be trying to be good. You know, you've had a bad day at work and you just want to do a bit of skating, listen to some metal music, oh my god, that'd be perfect. Yeah. Oh
0: man, yeah, I'm so looking forward to that. Um, cool. So, um, did you also think about a way like to include probably um the 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 player's own music like if if i want to listen to to my favorite punk rock bands is there any possibility to do that
1: yeah i think um we have such a feature on our roadmap
0: yeah okay yeah but
1: we don't really know how to do it at (laughs) the moment okay Uh, and we will add it as an (laughs) unlockable feature okay that sounds good. And when you reach some goals and then you're, hey, right. all <laughs> music, you like, hey, oh, music, no? Yeah. But yeah, we think about
0: that. That might be a, that might be a good idea. So, it would be really wow. cool to have a,
2: sorry. Seth, no, no, go, go you go on? Oh, no, I was just thinking, like, would you have like a leaderboard, like, a, like a, a national leaderboard, you know, like say, say there's a certain, or maybe you have like a challenge. every like a monthly challenge where you kind of have to do a certain trick and then yeah 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 every map
1: will have online leaderboards but um uh the online leaderboard comes with the next update 0.2 yes the 0.2 update yeah yeah that's very important that's the core of the game yeah to compete with scores right yeah Yeah. Oh, I mean, wow. I'll be right
2: down at the bottom, but you know, I'll be I'll be happy to be on oh the link. <laughs> oh my goodness. I
0: already see something happening on my channel. Probably it could be like some kind of competition. Like I did these competitions before with Pistol Whip and uh Yeah. Yes. And <laughs> I think I think this game has so much potential for YouTube. You know, like, like people making some really cool tricks and just showing off what they do on YouTube. I think that's that, that could be like yeah. one thing, yeah. I think that's cool.
2: I would love to share it off on my channel. I might have to get a bit better yet, but uh, you never know, in a couple of weeks, I might have put a video on the channel,
1: that'd be <clears> kind <throat> of cool. Yeah. Yeah, we know that that there's the potential for, for content creators um, promoting yeah. the game, making cool content. Um, that's also a point for this decision to make the game, because <laughs> you <stuff> can, it. <laughs> it, it's really hard to find the right idea where you are convinced that it can succeed on the market. right? So you can't just make any game. There are a lot of games out there and you have to decide carefully what with what you're coming out.
2: Yeah. That makes sense. I just think so, a skating game is perfect for VR. I just, I just, I can't think of anything better really because you've got that whole sort of you know feeling of being on the skateboard, the motion, and the which is yeah. actually fine even for people that might struggle because of the way you move, your physicality of your body when you're moving feels natural. Um, it, it, this kind of game, I would, it's a no-brainer for VR. I think that's why it works so well. I think, for me personally, You yeah, they are,
1: they're pretty controversial opinions. Um some people say that it's totally pointless what we're uh, doing. It's not. <laughs> no, no do there's you. always going to be haters, man. Don't worry about this kind yeah. of thing. Because it's hard to understand a skateboarding game, um skating with hands. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it sounds weird. Yeah, but, yeah, but think the of the climb,
0: ball. you know, like you,
2: you climb when you're climbing, you, you've got your feet firmly on the ground and no one really complains about that. It's yeah. it's it, when you're in the environment, you don't think about it. You don't think, oh, my legs are still, <laughs> you don't, you just think, oh my God, I'm about to do an amazing jump.
0: There's well, one bit what? where
2: I, ju- I jumped this, and it was like a massive, like uh, like between buildings. And I, and I actually went, ah, like that. It's so funny. And then this my, uh, my girlfriend, she tried it and she was like, oh my God, it's so fun watching people in there as well.
1: <laughs> no, but yeah. we made a lot of conscience, um, careful decisions. Um, we canceled two games, both were 50% done. And oh. but we realized, oh, they, they won't sell enough copies. They're they're cool, they're a bit fun. It was a jetpack game where you rescue cats from skyscrapers. I would say buy that. That sounds pretty good, cool though. And a game, it's uh, interpretations for a PvP game, um, Pong in VR. So you're steering with a joystick, a giant, (laughs) uh, kind of (laughs) a giant thing and play
2: Pong. I I like your (laughs) ideas. See well, these things. if <laughs> Anthony should be. If, if he was here, he would be absolutely loving all these kind of games. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, I like it also. Yeah, because like some some of the stuff he finds on uh, on App Lab and on SideQuest Quest. But you and need I would to never
0: sell
1: thousands of thousands of yeah, copies. Yeah, right.
0: right. Yeah, that's that makes it's true. true. So I think uh, with with the skating theme, this is something that people will relate to, and uh, yeah, just the feeling. It's it's so cool that finally you can do all the tricks that you can't do in real life, like. I, I would love to yeah. be able to do these cool things, right? You know, like I would love to do these ollies and flips, but I cannot. I, I cruise through through the streets of Dortmund with my electric bike, uh, with my electric skateboard. It's an amazing, right? But to do these kind of tricks, that is amazing. And to have that feeling, wow, I totally yeah, love what you doing.
1: Also one reason why why I wanted to, to make this game, <laughs> because I wanted to yeah. skateboard awesome. Yeah. Yeah. and <laughs> I, And I'm like, could do that in real life because I never was a good skater yeah
0: yeah oh man man so funny so yeah you just said you have to sell thousands of thousands of copies so I just like did uh, the maths you need to sell 20,000 copies in order to break even if you earn 15 euros with every sales so um, it is that doable? Like, um, how um, how happy are you now with the sales after the first um, day? Um, how is it going?
1: So it's our first Steam release, and yesterday we. Been in the top-selling VR games. Wow! Right, right under Beat Saber, over wow. Half-Life: yeah. Alex. Wow! you sold more than Half-Life: Alyx. Yeah, for one day. <laughs> yeah, for one... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so good. That was this amount of copies every day. But that's the yeah. thing. I guess it's consistency, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. Let me let me have a look. Um, yeah, it's okay. It's good. Okay, cool. We we, we can. So uh, the important thing is that we can continue work. Right. For three or five, three to five months more on the PC version, and then it's important to to get it on the Quest and PC uh, PSVR because there is where you make profit. Right, right. That- it is true, and we have some some um, mails from publishers also, and some people who want to invest in the game but is not sure but I think a quest release can mm. yeah you know, that's the thing
0: <clears throat> of course that is just point. Need to
1: survive we need to survive until we are on the quest
0: <laughs> wow that's so interesting yeah that makes sense so that's a great learning already from our talk you need to be on the quest to survive so so I think uh, for the pcVR version you can get uh, great feedback you can find out if people like it, right? And if you find out people like it and if you have like a quite successful early access game, like I think you have now, then you see, okay, that would make sense to put in more time to port it to the quest, for example, right? Yes,
1: yes. yes. Oh. Yeah, correct.
0: Nice. Okay, that's, that's really cool. Very interesting to, um, to, to know for people who probably think about making a game. Or if you would if you would start right now, right now, Probably you would try to directly um, aim at the quest, right? Now, if you would have to start now. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. totally. Because uh, it's so PC VR development is, really is pain. <laughs> to also only to get all these controller meshes and the right, right. meshes yeah. from the right, right platform, and then you have Steam VR and Oculus VR, and then the Oculus menu button the left oculus controller is mapped to the steam menu by default when you're using the 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 rift on steam and uh, you have to take so many things into consideration for all the hard types of hardware you yeah. know and when you have one system it's it's great you can optimize it to the end and it will work
0: yeah right yeah. So wow, that's um, yeah, a hell a hell of a ride that you had until now, basically, <laughs> to, to be here right now. Um, so from what you're seeing right now, from the feedback that you're getting from, from the first day, um, do you think you are going to bring this to Quest? Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, for, okay, for sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. amazing. Yeah.
1: Um, okay, it depends on the pitch, but um, it looks like that... I think it will work that Oculus wants to have the game.
0: Oh, man, that's great. We have
1: some contact to x Oculus Facebook um, people.
0: Great. They're doing their
1: own thing right now, but I can't tell.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but but even even if they would not let you on the main market, there would still be App Lab, right? Yeah. If you you make it like um, people would want this. I think people want this on the Quest, right? People see now how much fun it is now on the on the pc version and they want it on the quest so what do you think um how is it uh, what is the roadmap like? like so i suppose you're going to finish the game on steam right because now you're in early yeah. access you make it 100% with all the maps and stuff and then you're going to start to port it or is it like yes. or is it more like parallel that you No no
1: we will start after the full pc release
0: okay i think um q4 q4 this year huh. And yeah. then, uh, what do you think, how long will it take to bring it to the Quest?
1: It's hard to estimate. I think it will take six months.
0: Okay. Yes. Wow, it's, it's quite long. So, it's not like <laughs> just
1: pressing the button. No, <laughs> Export to no, Quest. <laughs> because um, I think we want as we wanted to bring it to the Quest 1, and that's tough. That is tough, Quest 1. Okay, that's uh, our gaming PC is 40, 40 times faster. <clears throat> wow, Quest. Yeah. Quest 2 is it, easier. Yeah,
2: I'm gonna say actually, yeah, because it look as I said before, the environment looks so good on the yeah. PC. Would you think you'd have to downgrade it quite a bit for the Quest 2, even with the XR t- yes, 2 yes, chipset? Yes, yes.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I'm not surprised really because those textures they are really crisp, they look really great.
1: It barely runs on a uh, GTX 1060 with the Rift S. The game currently. Wow. But it has some drop frames, so that's why our minimum specs is the 1070 at the moment.
2: Wow. That's still pretty low, though, isn't it? In terms of PC specs these days, I think that's it, you know that it runs so well on such a mid-range yeah. or even low-end PC. That's you must. I take it. In terms of optimizations, did that, was that quite a long process within the development?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was a really long process. Our first prototype, there was a trailer out on YouTube. And we thought, oh, we did it. We're the best developers in the world. And all the other developers are such idiots. They don't know how to optimize. And now I know that it was. Oh. It was a total mess.
2: <laughs> oh god, really? That so hard? now it
1: runs so much better, and it looks also so much better. So we had no reflections in the first prototype, and thought that was clever. So yeah. <laughs> oh, see pe- people
2: like me will notice that, you know, because I'm like, and that's why I was surprised because it looks so good now. Yeah, it looks you know, amazing. You could, really. That's what I said at the beginning. Like, you could have easily have not bothered with those reflections and all these other details, but you, I guess, that perfectionist kind of attitude if you've you know you've uh, brought about with this game has really sh- really showed off because it just, just just looks absolutely fabulous i think well, that, yeah like that, that gives you that sense of of being there as well you know I, I always think visuals are very important so it'd be really interesting to see how you the you know the the challenges you're going to have to face porting it over to the quest 2 i'm sure it'll still look amazing though i'm sure it will when it's done
0: but but are you considering also the Quest 1 or are you yes. going to think about, okay, I'm just going to bring it to so, Quest 2? Um,
1: John Carmack said in the interview, you know, <laughs> you should bring it on the Quest 1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's yeah. like,
0: there's, yeah, you're right. Also, there's like two, 1 two million, million people. Yeah, yeah, or like could be like, I don't know, 1.5 million or whatever. Yeah. yeah, they can all buy your game. It makes sense from the financial standpoint,
1: right? Of course. Yeah, we have to think about um, how long it will take more? How much time it will take more to port it to the Quest? Yeah, right. And the return of investment we can get. Yeah, yeah, that makes
0: sense. So um, you said like some companies might want to invest in you. Are you like um, taking investments or? or what? No, it's
1: not investment. Just I'm just talking with yeah. some pub- publishers. Mm-hmm. They want to help to make the brand ba- um, game. Successful, Um, that nothing's nothing concrete, yeah. Okay. Specific.
0: Is it is it in general like a good deal for game developers, like taking on some publishers? Um, How how does it normally work, like? they will help you with uh, with money and uh, then you have to give them like 50 percent of the game um, proceeds or how just give us an idea like we have no idea about the whole thing right so, so...
1: i'm also a lateral entrant i come from from the film industry I yeah. can say i, I was a um, screenwriter before i started <laughs> developing games
0: <laughs> well, that's so cool man
1: that's yeah. cool um, before that i was a ui designer and something with 3d graphics but <laughs> and now i can combine all those skills in one and game game development is so awesome you can combine everything every creative skill in one yeah. and yeah but um i th- now from my today's point of view it's great to have a publisher because mm-hmm. self publishing is pain you lose so much time for developing and focusing on optimizing the game you need to do the marketing by yourself you need to q a community management and they think things are things can do a publisher for you yeah. so i'll cover artwork and so bring it to the store
0: so um what kind of deal do you normally have with publishers how much do they take from the from the, from the money that you so, earn
1: as far as i know a good so if there is an investment from the publisher, so if they fund the game, um, uh, a good deal is a 60-40 split. That means wow. publisher 60, developer 40, and wow. when the published investment <laughs> is returned, then it switches to okay. 40 publisher and 60 developer.
0: Okay, okay. And when
1: there's no invest, as far as I know, there's often a 70-30 split. Mm-hmm. Oh, 70% developer, 30% publisher. But it depends what the publisher can do for you. So how much he has, the publisher has to invest, high polished um, TV spots or something. Yeah, sure, sure.
0: Interesting to know about that. Wow, very interesting. So now I think we have already learned so much from you and the game. And I would like to uh, give our viewers now, the chance to ask some questions. So <clears throat> if you have some questions for Andy, the developer of VR Skater, now is an amazing time. And uh, I already read some questions, like for example, um, Not a Tree asked, did you start the game with any Unreal experience or were you new to the engine?
1: Um, no, we were not new to the engine, were released Two games, two Unreal Engine games before before we started developing Bioscada. Yeah. Could I ask two, why two, that, two finished games?
2: Yeah. Why, why that engine? I know that it's widely it's used a lot in the uh, gaming industry. Is it because it's so well optimized and runs so well and looks so good? Or is, is there a particular
1: reason why you use that engine? Because um, I'm more a designer than a developer. And Unreal Engine has a very designer-friendly approach. The whole UI, the visual scripting is great. Okay, you can do that also in Unity, but I think it's like Android and iOS. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I love, I love Unreal. It, I really love it. Cool. That's, that's so
0: cool. <laughs> cool. Here, yeah, person, person says, my brain was hurting a bit when learning the game. But once you get over that hump, it's like an epiphany. <laughs> wow, wow. The people are starting to love your game here. <laughs> very cool. Yeah, but if it was too
2: easy, it, yeah, I think the balance is spot on because then you feel that reward when you get something right.
1: You yeah, it has to it. make click one time. Yeah.
2: And you, you genuinely move. feel really happy with yourself and really proud of yourself. I've done it. And, uh, and I'm surprised when you said about the physics because it does feel very authentic. I mean, you know. To me, anyway. It's a
1: mixture between um, physics and animation. It's
0: the perfect it's balance. Yeah.
1: Right. <clears throat> What's your favorite trick to do? Huh. Oh, that's it's, a good question. It's yo. Know, it's kickflip to nose slide and kickflip out. Yeah. <laughs> I love doing kickflips to nose slides, frontside, okay. all the time. <laughs> C- can you do that in real life? Oh. <laughs> no, no, I can. I, I, uh, I can do a kickflip. Yeah, I did it last week. It was great. Have you
2: sustained any injuries by doing such? <laughs> no,
1: sh- 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 no, uh, no injuries, and the last yeah. time is fifteen years ago. And I, <laughs> I, I did a kickflip last week. It was great. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, must feel rewarding to to do that. So yeah, it's all rewarding. That's yeah. the
1: essence of of skateboarding. Right,
0: <laughs> exactly. So Paradise Decay, IPD. Have they played any snowboarding, skiing games? And do they think the depths of these games have pulled off the physics? I'm asking because I have only found one snowboarding game that feels real.
1: Well, which game is it?
0: Yeah, which game um, is it,
1: Paradise DK? So, um, when I. It's also a German developer who has developed a um, hoverboard. Mm-hmm. That's a funny game. And I played it and I instantly thought he needs to make a snowboard game, because you could um, change it to a snowboard game, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, he, he would uh, would have to rework the whole game, but there was potential and it fit, that felt great. Hoverboard, that's cool.
0: Great, oh, so many German developers, amazing. Um... Has the potential for full body tracking been addressed in this stream already? No. Russ, um, tell us a bit more about that. Is there any way you could have some kind of full body tracking?
1: Oh, that's a never ending story. Um, I can't remember how often I had to answer this question because (laughs) it makes sense on on the first thought, (laughs) but. The truth is that full body tracking for a skateboarding game makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Because it would look totally awful. Because you have a relative rotation of the board. You don't have the haptic feedback from the board. Your feet never would be at the right place. And you can't do the tricks with your feet without it. It would be harder than real skateboarding, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But it won't, we need this kind of extra- abstraction in the game, to make it look cool and make it feel cool. It, you know, we thought about it, we thought about everything, but, um, yeah. Okay. No, no football. So no. Never. No foot It's not going to happen. Never, it doesn't sucks, work. it's not gonna work. Okay. So do, do, a, do a 360, <laughs> uh, do a tray flip to no slide to tray no. flip out with foot trackers. Just try to do it.
2: So how would you... Yeah, I don't even know how you... Just try, try it.
0: <laughs> so, guys, <laughs> you never ask Andy again this question, please. It has been answered now. No. No. I totally contrary.
1: understand that some people are requesting it. I totally understand. Yeah, of but course. Um, trust me, it's, it's not the way we want to be this game.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, Travis Tanner, is it possible to bring special effects in a game to special effects simulated in real-world environment. For example, glass-breaking sounds, things, shaking, tearing of metal.
2: (laughs) Is that when things go really wrong? (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) I uh, do not understand.
0: I also don't quite get it. Like, probably um, have the environment, like, um, react to what you're doing, I think. Oh, uh,
1: yeah yeah and physical interaction yeah, physical interaction right, right, right. yeah that's that's super fun so um, two years ago um, one of the first two saw the trailer said oh I want to interact with with those traffic cones and I immediately implemented it and it was cool and uh, we want to have such things in the game we have already a, a seesaw. Um, and you can—it's yeah. not released; it's not uh, yet in the game. But we already have made it. It's a seesaw on a um, where you can grind, and it
0: goes. Oh, okay. cool. yeah! Cool.
1: Oh, is it seesaw? Is it
0: seesaw? I have no idea, but I know what you mean.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah, such things. Yeah. Cool. Um, how many? Not sure, but we think about it. Think how about many
0: it. maps will the final game have?
1: Oh, I hope at least seven. Mm-hmm. Seven official maps and maybe some um, academy training warehouses like the academy in the current game with different obstacles. But we plan seven.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. At uh, least, yeah, right. Um, swap toggle. What about just hip tracking for skateboarding? Just hip tracking, not not full body tracking, just hip tracking. Yeah, um,
1: that can move, I know. Yeah, right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, when you go into the detail, you realize that it won't work well because what do you want to do with the hip tracker? What do you want to do with it? Do you want to steer with your hip? You don't steer with the hip on a skateboard. Right. You need to do tricks. Do you want to make <laughs> this? Or what, what do you make with the, with the tracker? So right, it's right. So, there will be unintended steering. Mm-hmm. Right. Or so, it's no, sensitive. everyone, there's not
0: going to be any kind of full body tracking with this game, right? Get over it.
1: <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah, we discussed it. Um, okay. We discussed the Decker move.
2: I guess it would be so minimal if you even used it, it would be kind of pointless to implement all that development when it it's not really going to be make sense.
1: Right. What, what guys, we want to, to support is um, haptics best. Yeah, I that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that would be cool when you land, you feel <clears> your <throat> whole body. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, certainly it, when, I certainly felt it. I certainly
2: crashed part. a lot and I felt it. When when the screen goes blank, you hit the, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, wow, that, that would have hurt. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. That, that was
2: realistic enough for me.
0: <laughs> that would be great. And, well, this question, I also want to know. Um, will it be possible in the future to play online with friends together? That would be great. Did you yeah. think about, is there any way to bring friends together in this?
1: So in the original concert, there is multiplayer. Sure, it's cool. <laughs> Everybody wants to, to, to have multiplayer. But you need to take this in consideration very early. Also um, in development to build the foundation that it can work well. Um, online, and we did not have that. That's, it doubles the development time. We can afford right. a multiplayer game
0: mm-hmm.
1: in this level of quality. So we, we we decided to have nice naps and cool textures, and so yeah, we can afford it at the moment. Yeah, it makes sense. The foundation is not good enough. So we were really we were inexperienced developers two years ago. <laughs> But, and we are skater too, of course,
0: yeah, for sure. Everything will be better.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So did you ever play on that Tony Hawk skateboard per- peripheral?
1: No, never. Yeah. Hard to, don't know where to get these boards.
0: Right. What about an option to allow us to customize our boards with our Steam profile picture or any kind of board customization?
1: Yeah, board customization will be in the game. Um, custom textures... We have that on our roadmap, but we still don't know how it will be implemented, or if we can you know, load Steam Profile pictures into the game. I don't know. But there will be an option mm-hmm. for customization. Because I think textures. one thing
2: skateboarders do, and that that's the first thing they do, is customize their board, don't they? And kind of like, yeah, yeah. yeah even Very I did that as a kid. So yeah, that'd be really cool.
0: Cool. Yeah, great. Wow, we already have, like, more than two hours, and I I don't want to take more of your time, man. (laughs) More? Two hours more? No, 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 we already have, (laughs) like, no, 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 no. we already have, like, we talked now for two hours already, and that's normally (laughs) our time to say, no, enough is enough. (laughs) So, also today, I I want to, like, stop it here, and I simply want to say thank you so much, Andy, for taking your time to be on the show and to tell us all about VR Skater, hope you enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I I have to thank yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I can I can just tell anyone out there with a VR headset uh, who is into skating or even not, if you want to be, be cool, if you want to feel like you are really a great skater, try this game. It's really fun. Uh, and I can't wait to go back onto the board and to really learn all the tricks and to do cool things. Amazing, an amazing game, I would say. So Andy, um like congratulations for this. Thank you. Yeah, Thank really, you. really amazing. The link yeah, is down great. in the description of this video of this video and of this podcast. Um twenty euros, twenty dollars is' absolutely worth it. and it's two years of work. And I so hope for you, that is going to pay off, that is going to, that it was worth it. All the risks that you took, like, uh, like, um, yeah, hiring like two other people and uh, like paying all the money for them and stuff. So, yeah, for me, I wish you all the best. I'm rooting for you and I'm going to play that more and hopefully more people are going to pick this up.
1: Yeah, leave positive reviews. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: I will. I will totally leave a review later today.
2: Yeah, same. I, I absolutely love it. Yeah. Especially from someone like me who I wouldn't actually usually play a game like that, but I absolutely love it. It's, it's
1: brilliant. Oh, thanks. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Really okay, I cool. appreciate it. Yeah. I want to mention one last thing. Yeah, of course. Because it's it's kind of funny um, that we are talking, Sebastian. Yeah. You did our the first the first the. First review ever for our for very first game. Yes. For my first very game, Minic, Virtual golf oh, wow. reality on Google Daydream. Yes, thank <laughs> you. And did, you did the first review.
0: Right? <laughs> wow, that was like three years ago or so. Yeah, amazing. I can and remember. I was
1: so proud. Yes, Daydream District. <laughs> yes. Oh,
0: a review. It's so cool. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm also going to play um, VR Skater on MRTV now and uh, yeah hope i hope it helps you because i really i really want to support you it's 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 just so much fun the game and i think it's so cool that we're all in this together in this vr industry you know like working hard on all this stuff like really believing in this in this technology and like like putting everything into it right i mean uh, you and me like we're doing the same thing like like putting everything into this like not yet mainstream technology and uh, we could probably do other things and earn more money, <laughs> yeah. But we believe in it. And uh, yeah, I-, I love it that we're supporting each other like this. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. So guys, people out there, get this game, yeah, support Andy, support amazing VR developers who are like putting in like two years of their lives to make people feel how it is to be a good skater. <laughs> yeah.
1: or, or not. Yeah, or not, or <laughs> not. Yeah,
0: or, or not, exactly. Yeah, perfect, man. I, I love to have you on the show. We're going to do the same thing tomorrow again in German language on the on the German podcast. <laughs> but you can have lots of you can have lots of sleep now, man. Right? You can sleep yeah. now, or I, or you think you cannot sleep because you're too excited.
1: I cannot sleep. I I will read reviews, and yeah, <laughs> and <Okay>. comment <laughs> and comment bad reviews. <laughs> right, right,
0: right. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm going to uh, write my review after this show same and then there's well, going to be something positive. And for all the people who are out there right now who are watching this and who like the game, please do write the review. It makes such a big difference because yeah. lots of people will definitely read the reviews and then make the purchasing decisions. So, please do that. If you like the game, do write a review on Steam. That would really help out, yeah, help out Andy and the, the amazing game that he made. Yeah, great guest. Lots of people are writing it here in the in the comments in the chat. So hope you enjoyed today's episode. That's it for the nineteenth episode of the Next Dimension podcast. Hope you still enjoy it. Also, very important for this for for this podcast also to write a review on iTunes. So, um, dear Andy, if you have an iPhone or iPad, (laughs) please do write a review also in the podcast app for this um, podcast and all the people who are watching this right now, please do it. It will only take two minutes or so, but it will also help us, an independent podcast, not paid off by any um, big company, (laughs) (laughs) to, uh, to keep on doing what we're doing, like provide you with content like this here. All right, that's it for today and yeah looking forward to see you and to hear you in the next episode until then bye-bye bye-bye hey cat
1: thanks mom